You're listening to the Bear in Mind podcast, episode number 35. A podcast uncovering identity, color, and love. Where driving yourself crazy is totally sane and curable. Now your host, T. Bias. Have you ever heard of a mind boundary? Usually when we speak about boundaries, we talk about boundaries for our body or our personal possessions. And I started to visualize a mind boundary when I was having a lot of difficulty interacting with people in my life. I or the people in my life that I was that I thought were difficult people when actually it was difficult because I didn't have this mind boundary in place. So I have kind of these three elements that make up a mind boundary that will help you kind of visualize a mind boundary for yourself. And as you practice it, I think that you'll be able to improve interactions across all types of interactions from family members to friends to coworkers, but especially those interactions with people that you think are difficult, people who you think are difficult to interact with. So the first element is actually understanding that your mind is separate from another person's mind. And I talk a little bit more about this in episodes on other people's opinions, number 19 and 21. And it's the foundational element of a mind boundary. And it may seem obvious that your mind is separate from somebody, somebody else's. However, we tend to speak to each other not in this way. If we ever notice, we say things like, oh, that irritates me, or they hurt my feelings. When we say things like that, we actually are not understanding that the two minds are separate and that our mind is actually causing the irritation, is actually causing the hurt feelings. It's not that somebody else's mind um, came into our mind and then caused our emotions. However, this separation is not a solid separation. And that brings me to my second point, is that the mind is vulnerable. We are influenced by what people say to us, by what people do, by what we see. And so when we look at the mind as two separate things and it being vulnerable to our environment, it's better to think of the separation between your mind and someone else's as a fence and not really a cement wall or a solid wall. So when we think of the mind boundary as vulnerable and see it as being more of a fence, we can understand that we're responsible for the stuff that happens on our side of that fence. We're responsible for the feelings we create from the from how we perceive things, from how we look at things. And at the same time, we know that what we hear that comes across the fence or what we can see over the fence affects us. So then we're influenced by the things that we see and hear because our mind will automatically register it. And what I mean by registering it is that you will automatically have a thought about what you see or hear. And sometimes that thought will be unconscious or conscious. And what we want to try to do is be conscious of 
how what we see and hear affects us as much as possible. We want to be able to understand deeply of what we're allowing to come across that fence. And by doing this, we actually understand our vulnerabilities. When we're conscious of what we think about the situations in our lives and what's happening to us, we actually know how vulnerable our mind is. And it's not trying to get rid of our vulnerabilities that helps build the mind boundary. It's actually knowing them and accepting that we are vulnerable. And there was a study in presented in one of Brene Brown's books, I don't remember which one, where she talks about a study done where people were shown different commercials or ads to see how they were influenced by them. And the people that could accept their vulnerabilities and say, yes, I'm influenced by what I see and hear and I'm influenced by these ads were less likely to be quote-unquote manipulated by these ads to go purchase something. They were able to have more control over their decisions because they could look at an ad and say, yes, I'm influenced by, by what they're telling me. So what does that mean? Do we need to then avoid all sorts of commercials that might influence us to go purchase something that we probably don't need? Do we try to then rid our lives of people that we think are difficult? And you already know the answer to that. The answer is no, because what we would spend time doing is controlling the environment outside of us, controlling all the stuff that's happening on the other side of that fence. And that's not possible. And what we can do is control what's happening on our side of our of the fence inside our own minds. And that brings me to the third element, which is boundaries, which is in essence is maintaining that fence. So once we become conscious of how things affect us in our lives, so we're more aware of the thoughts that we have, for example, when we're dealing with someone that we think is difficult, if we're more aware of how we're looking at that situation and thinking about that situation, we can then come from a place of knowledge about ourselves and then a place of deciding how to maintain boundaries in our lives. So I have an example. I've dealt with people that I find are difficult, especially when they're highly critical. They're always criticizing me. And I used to let it affect me so much. I used to take it on my side of the fence and make it mean something about who I am. So I would take it personally and I would have thoughts about, oh, they criticize me. I must be a terrible person. And I would interpret their criticism in that way, not realizing that I needed to separate out what they're saying and that that's coming from their side of the fence, their mind. Their thoughts are based on how their mind works and my thoughts are based on how my my mind works. And once I started separating that out, I could handle the criticism a lot better. I could I could deal with it without taking it on and making it mean something terrible about myself. But I was still influenced by somebody who was constantly criticizing me. There was a coworker that constantly criticized me every other day. And that kind of 
criticism, even though I could manage it by saying, okay, that's coming from that person's mind that has everything to do with them and not me. I had to spend a lot of time maintaining and visualizing and practicing that mind boundary almost on a daily basis. And so when I'm having to put so much energy into maintaining that fence and thinking about that mind boundary, managing my own thoughts, that's when I realized I needed a boundary, that I needed to limit my time with this coworker, that I was like, okay, I understand that that's their, the way they look at the situation. However, I'm going to limit the amount of time that I'm going to listen to them and interact with them. And it doesn't mean that I avoid the person or totally stop interacting with them. Well, it wasn't really possible because they were a coworker. However, it did mean that I had a control in that situation of how much time I would allow for our interactions. I could reduce meetings. I could cut conversations off whenever they were not related to work and they were in the break room. So by understanding what was happening on my side of the fence and how it was influencing me, that I was having quite a bit of negative thoughts about this, I understood that that was happening in my mind and I needed to take ownership for that and establish a mind boundary. And then I could better see what was happening on a daily basis with the other person to help me decide, first of all, to have a boundary and what kind of boundary I needed to help me maintain a mind boundary and especially to help me behave in a way that I wanted to behave with the other person. And that was only possible when I visualized this mind boundary and I started practicing it and seeing where I actually didn't have boundaries in my life. So I'm going to wrap it up here. And if you would like to hear more about how I use the mind boundary in handling other people's opinions, I highly recommend that you check out episode number 19 and 21. And I'll check back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now.